Hello, dear listeners. You are listening to Gift of Gab with Karen D. Adams. Today, we have an amazing guest who will help us understand the importance of exercise. We all have encountered or have had close relatives or friend who has been diagnosed with cancer, hypertension, diabetes, or obesity. With intentional yet a difficult conversation about these real-life issues that we may face, let us learn how to live a better and healthier life by avoiding and overcoming these obstacles. Unsatisfied with being a software developer, Natalie decided to change careers and do something with tangible benefits to people. She quit her job and returned to school and earned a Bachelor of Science degree in Exercise Science and a Master of Science in Clinical Exercise Physiology from UNC Charlotte. She is a registered clinical exercise physiologist and certified cancer exercise trainer through the American College of Sports Medicine. She joined the Novant Cancer Wellness Program in 2011 and loves that she now spends her days changing people's lives for the better. Natalie enjoys running, cycling, rowing, walking her three dogs, and traveling with her husband, Dan. I introduce to you exercise physiologist Natalie Fulton. Welcome. I am so glad you could come and join me today to talk about the importance of exercising for your health. Thank you for inviting me, a topic near and dear to my heart. Tell me and the listeners what it is that you do. A clinical exercise physiologist, and I have worked with the Novant Cancer Wellness Exercise Program at the Charlotte location for the last 10 years. And in my job, I help cancer survivors reduce fatigue, which is the universal side effect of cancer treatment and rebuild their strength and stamina with appropriately prescribed safe exercise, which considers things like the limitations that have been imposed on them by their cancer treatment and other chronic conditions they they might have going on at the same time. So in my job, I work with cancer survivors who are currently going through treatments like chemo or radiation, as well as those who are already done with their treatments and now want to focus on getting their lives back. Wow, that is so awesome. Even though there may be listeners that don't have cancer, Mm -hmm. it's still important for us to exercise. So can you explain to us why it is important to exercise? Sure. Exercise benefits the body in a variety of ways. Um, Cardiovascular exercise, which is exercise that directly benefits your heart and strengthens the heart muscle and your vasculature, it just makes it a more efficient pumping system to distribute blood to your tissues. Resistance training exercise, or weightlifting also called, increases the strength of your skeletal muscles and improves your bone density, and you want to have plenty of both of those. Flexibility exercise improves your joint range of motion, which is important for efficiency of movement and being able to do things independently. Uh, Balance or agility exercise reduces the risk of falls. So having all of these in place 
ensures a healthy body, efficiency of movement, good balance and stability, and the ability to carry out your activities without excessive energy expenditure doing so. It's very simple, and that's yes. what you need to understand. It's, it's as simple as walking. Yes, uh, that that is absolutely true. And that is the area that I am most interested in, the role of exercise in disease prevention and management. Two of the biggest ones are cardiovascular disease and cancer and lack of exercise or a sedentary lifestyle, and that includes sporadic exercise that is not consistent, is a recognized risk factor for both cardiovascular disease and certain types of cancer, um, specifically breast cancer, colon, endometrial, bladder, kidney, esophageal, and stomach cancers. Like go to the gym and, exactly. and do all these exotic exactly. <laughs> exercise programs and things. So. Lack of physical activity and exercise is um, one of those lifestyle factors that is considered a modifiable risk factor for those two types of disease. So anybody who maybe has a family history that is kind of working against them in either of those two diseases and wants to reduce their risk of developing it, exercise is one of the things that they can add as a lifestyle choice that will reduce the risk of those two types of cancers, or those two two diseases rather, I should say. And appropriate exercise during treatment for any of these cancers or cardiovascular disease can certainly help improve, but... Good. Very interesting. My next question, mm-hmm. you kind of already answered, but just for clarity, what if one or many of our listeners already has one of these diseases and what good will it do to exercise now you kind of already explained that but just kind of because you know some people some people feel like well i got it now what's the point what's the use yeah I Um, I can understand. Why is it important for us to do it now, even though we already have the disease or whatever? Well, mainly it is to keep the disease from progressing, which, you know, if if you have heart disease or cancer of any type, do you want it to get worse? The answer to that is no. If exercise is going to help slow the progression or stop the progression, then Mm -hmm. you certainly want to make sure that that's part of your treatment arsenal. Um, You also want to possibly reduce its severity if you can, or even reverse it. Rehab programs like cardiac, pulmonary, and cancer all exist to help people exercise safely with these disease states with the ultimate goal to prevent the progression and help the individual live a healthy lifestyle to reduce overall disease risk. Plus, you know, maybe this applies more to cancer than cardiovascular disease, but you know, the treatments for cancer like surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, those are all things that are done to you. They're delivered by another person. You just kind of let them happen and go with it. Exercise and diet too are two things that can be used to slow the progression, um, reduce the severity, possibly reverse things that are within your power to do. So why wouldn't you do it? Right. You know, a- anything that helps your primary treatment 
uh, be more effective is is something that you should engage in. And something as simple as taking a walk every day mm-hmm. or, or doing some resistance training can help you do that, then you should do it. That is so true. And one of my best friends, uh, we grew up together, wrote a book and she was telling her story. And out of that story, she came up with a slogan, self-care diva. And that is us women, because most of us, you know, I know there's men too, but you can do it too, men. (laughs) Take care of yourself. And, and the, the purpose of her having this slogan is, is for us to remember um, that although we wear many hats, we, we have, we're the mother, we're the wife, we're the sister, we're the daughter. We are the, the program manager, we are the uh, entrepreneur, we are the boss, you know, and we have all of these um, hats that we wear. We uh, often forget about taking care of ourselves. And so this is a way that we can take care of ourselves by exercising. Like you said, just taking a walk. Absolutely. Just taking a walk will make a big difference in our lives. So um, that is so true and a very valid point. Yes. And there, there's a reason why they tell you, you know, when you're on a flight and they're going through all those safety things at the beginning, put mm-hmm. your own mask on first before you help others. Yes. You can't help anybody if, if you're not physically able to do so. That's correct. That is so, so true. Yeah, I was just you, talking to, yeah, a friend of mine was just saying that just last night, that same exact scenario, because if you, if you're on the plane and you're crashing or whatever and, and you, you have your kids or whoever next to you, you're supposed to put your mask on first so you can help them, you know, because you're right. not in a, in a position to help if you can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, and don't feel guilty about it. That's right. the, we, we feel guilty about spending any time on ourselves because we feel like it's taking away from the time that we can spend taking care of other people. But, you know, we, we can't be good at doing that if we ourselves are not healthy. That is so true. So, so true. Wow. That's a lot. That's, oh my gosh. I'm so glad you came to this show today. <laughs> what would you suggest for someone who has not exercised in a while mm-hmm. and how should they begin? Okay. Well, first thing is look in the mirror and repeat, I am not 20 anymore. I am not 20 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get into the Al Bundy <laughs> You know, I, I, I did this 20 years ago, so I should be able to jump right in and do it now. Exactly. Um, first, first thing, make sure your doctor is on board with it. And most will be. They're going to look at you and say, I've been telling you to do this for years. Exactly. Um, but really, um, start start slow and build, build gradually. Um, we always stress building up the duration and the frequency of your exercise before you worry about how hard you're doing it. So the the recommendation is to get at least 150 minutes per week or more of moderate level cardiovascular exercise. Now, moderate level cardiovascular exercise is exercise that raises your breathing to a level that is uh, harder, deeper, and faster than it is when you're doing more casual activity, but you can still talk pretty comfortably while you're doing it. It also raises your heart rate. It makes you sweat a little. You'll feel your muscles doing something. So that's the feeling that you want to aim for, for 150 minutes 
accumulated throughout the week. If you're not there yet, if you're not doing anything or it's very sporadic, then what I would focus on first is not so much the intensity or how hard you're doing it, but just building up to achieve that time goal. Now, most people find it very palatable to do 30 minutes a day, five days a week as a way for getting that total of 150. Um, if that works for you, great. If it doesn't, find something else that works for you to do something nearly every day. It's much more habit enforcing or forming to do something more often than you're not. So instead of trying to go out on the weekend and bang it all out in one or two sessions, spread it out throughout the week. So first work on that frequency and duration. And then, you know, when you're up to 150 minutes or more, then start kicking up the intensity a little bit by walking a little faster. Walking, by the way, is a great form of cardiovascular exercise for most people because it's so easily accessible. You just need a halfway decent pair of shoes and a place to do it. Okay. Um, so that's what I would recommend. Um, you know, you don't need any special equipment at home. Um, you just need a place. For people who have a weight loss goal, it's recommended to aim for more like 300. And again, if you're not anywhere near that, with what you're doing now, build up very gradually. It's useful to throw in some strength training with, with you know, simple dumbbells or resistance bands if you can. You would want to do that two or three days a week, but not in a row. And of course you want to warm up and cool down before each session so that you can kind of transition your body into exercise and then back out of it. The, the overall key is to be consistent. So pick a form of exercise that you enjoy doing um, that's easy and accessible for you to do. Um, maybe find a workout partner who's got a goal that's similar to yours so that you're both working for the same thing and a schedule similar to yours so you're both available at the same time. That can really help um, with your motivation to exercise. Um, you know, when I used to run with my neighbor, I, we would get up at five in the morning to do it. And I would get up at five and I would go into my bathroom and I would look out the window. And if I saw her light was on, I would get dressed and go out and meet her. But if I saw that her light was off, it, I had to fight myself to not go back to bed. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that, that's a huge, you know, having somebody to do this with yes. gives you accountability, gives you the motivation to get out and do it. And you know, it's more likely to be something you're going to stick with. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's a good idea. A partner always helps yeah. you know, motivate you. You could bounce off each other. And that's, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I find that to be very um, beneficial as well. If there's a person listening that have cancer and um, diagnosed with it or whatever, um, how can they join your program? Well, there's, there's a few ways that people get to our program. Sometimes they are uh, referred by a physician. That's where most people hear about our program. Uh, but people can self-refer. So the only requirements for... Um, joining our program are that you're at least 18 years old and that you have had cancer. Um, you don't necessarily have to be going through treatment at the moment. It may be over. And there are you know, good reasons for doing our program during your treatment. There are also very good reasons for waiting to do our program 
until after your treatment. It's just a very individual decision. And, you know, our nurse can help you figure out when is the best time for you to do the program. But um, you just really have to have a cancer diagnosis and be 18 years or older. And we've got programs in uh, Charlotte, Huntersville, and Matthews. Um, at different times, each of those three programs either has a waiting list or have had a waiting list. Um, we limit the size of our classes just to make sure we have enough staff to appropriately supervise everybody who's exercising. COVID didn't make things easier for us. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyone who's interested um, can call 704-384-6953 for information regarding any of those three programs. That is so awesome. This is FYI for all mm-hmm. of you that are listening. I have been a part of this very program due to my cancer diagnosis. I actually have two cancer diagnoses, one breast cancer and one colon cancer. The colon cancer is most recent. And let me tell you, honey, the pain that I've had before coming here was was constant and debilitating at times. And I, I mean, the most excruciating pain you could think of. But now, I've been there, um, it's been three months. Uh-huh. And now... I have more good days than bad days. And I'm telling you, that's saying something because there were days I didn't want to get up. And when I did get up, I could barely walk. But now when I get up, I have a little bit of pain, but not like before. I get up and I can go and it doesn't take me a long time to get myself together. So I'm telling you guys, exercising does help and I only do it three times a week I know I'm supposed to do it every day I'm getting there (laughs) I'm getting there so I've already got in my mind what other exercise I'm going to do on my off days Um, but I am a witness that this does work and um, I am doing so much better and so I will encourage you all to to just start walking and and you will see the difference. I promise you will. Yeah, exercise really is medicine. Yes. Free medicine. Everybody comes free. Up the yes. cost of drugs. <laughs> exercise is free. That's yeah, and everyone loves free. I say that all the time. I love free. <laughs> okay, so Natalie, I just want to thank you once again. Well, thank you, Karen. <laughs> for joining us today and sharing this wealth of information Um, this is something that can um, make your life better and who doesn't want their life to be better so again we thank you and also do you have is there an email address or a website that they can also go to to get into the program other than the phone number let me give you my email address it's okay n-a-f as in frank u-l-t-o-n at novanthealth.org and our public website is also novanthealth.org um, there there is a, a page on there for uh, cancer services um, there's not a, a lot of specific information on it because as things change um, they would have to update web pages so it's it's fairly generic there it does describe the services but um, my email address might be the best uh, contact or that phone number that I gave that I'll repeat right now. It's 704-384-6953.
awesome. And again, Natalie, we thank you so much. And you have the most wonderful day you can. Thank you. I intend to, and I hope you do, Karen. Thank you for listening to The Gift of Gab with your host, Karen D. Adams. You may find me on any podcast platform. Chat with you later.